Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RE Screening Podcast. Uh, we'll try this again. I'm your host, RESCreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And hopefully with me uh, soon is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. And uh, we'll see what happens if this is actually working now and if he can get uh, on the air with us. And it uh, doesn't look like it. We're going to uh, hopefully be reviewing Onward today. And we'll see what happens with that. I'm not even sure the sound's working. (laughs) Well, it looks like Shane Leonard is in here somewhere. (laughs) Let's see if this is actually going to work. Hello, are you hey. there? Hey, hey, I can actually hear you. All right, How's, how do I sound? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you sound great. Uh, I can't right. actually hear me, but I can, oh, hear, I can you. hear you. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's funny. All right. <clears throat> before you, before I guess I rang in, I could hear you talking, so I could hear you say uh, Shane Leonard is actually in here. Oh, right. Okay. So. Well, so who knows? Theoretically, this is sort of working, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but this is, um, this is a fucking this is a fucking riot. <laughs> this is a I family mean, show. Was, well, we're not. I mean, whatever. But you know, <laughs> it's only family when we're in person. <clears throat> R- right. Sure. Uh, so. Uh, so, barring other things that we have to do, we've got Onward we can review, and yeah. uh, theor- theoretically, uh, we could probably review some other things, but uh, as we're social distancing, <laughs> and yeah, right. you have to call in, uh, but also, as we're social distancing, it's kind of hard to see anything else. <laughs> so Yeah, right. Uh, so, so we're going back to Onward, but I uh, wanted to ask you actually, before we even just kind of like blitz into Onward, which is now available on Disney Plus. So <laughs> we've waited long enough that everyone can watch it at home. Um, but uh, I was actually wondering, because what I've been doing is taking advantage of the fact that everybody has like 30-day free trials on all the screening services, and I've been watching like all kinds of crazy TV. But So what what have you been watching over you like know, the last uh, week, week and a half? Yeah, it's, it's strange. All the time in the world, and you'd think there'd be all the ability to watch anything and everything that I wanted. Okay, so that's not really the way it's worked here. Um, and it's not like there's a dictatorship going on, but you would think I, I've still got tons of movies to see. I'm behind on a bunch of shows, especially stuff, not just for things that we could talk about in the show uh, here, but just stuff that I'm super interested in. And what I've been watching the most of has been anything and everything that my girlfriend wants to watch. So that is an incredible slate of cooking shows and house flipping shows and uh, ancient alien shows. There's some weird discovery excavation show that we've been watching. Um, There's, there's some like, there's some gold mining show that looks like it isn't quite dramatic enough to be on Bravo. So it's on like the history channel. <laughs> right. 
but it's full of drama and intrigue and machinery breaking down and suddenly tons of water rushing over tons of mud and lots of forlorn faces and people not really fighting with each other, but just looking for something shiny. Yet we watch this <laughs> all the time. Um, so, cool. you know, so there's a, there's an extent to all of that. Um, there are certain things that I'll watch once, uh, you know, she'll go off to do errands or she'll go to bed. And, you know, the, the biggest, most ridiculous thing that I've seen and that I've caught up on just because it's sort of disposable was the animated show Big Mouth. And uh, I don't oh, know if you wow. saw, I don't know if you've seen any of it. I, I Well, actually, have you seen any of it? Uh, you know, I think I saw like the first couple of episodes, like when it yeah. was new. But it's other on, than that, no. Yeah, it's on season three. Um, they're like 22 minutes long. It's it's not anything that I would necessarily have thought that I would be watching anyway. But it's not also in line with the stuff that I really love. Like, I, I'm a guy that loves South Park, but doesn't like, you know, Family Guy. Uh, I can take the Simpsons, sure. but it's mostly mostly in line. You'd think that crude animated humor, and this is really just about you know kids going through puberty, and there's no filter, so there's lots of uh, sexual content that's cartoon. You know, it's not like just raunchy, filthy like action, but it's 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 interesting. I heard I heard a recommendation off NPR once, and I was stunned that NPR gave this kind of a thumbs wow. up, and they just they just thought this is like a um, this is like a breath of fresh air for people who forget what going through the age of maturity is like. It's funny. It's crude. So be warned. And I started watching it and I thought it is kind of funny. It is pretty crude. And it's just, it's okay. But in a strange kind of way, it feels like a bowl of ramen when you're not sure what you want to eat, but you're just like, I just want something comfortable. And but easy. you're trapped and, inside. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm like, I can microwave this. It can take no time at all. And it's not going to be the greatest meal I ever had, but it will satisfy me in this moment. It will be the level of satisfaction that I want and it won't exceed it. And, and as I've watched a couple seasons, it, it, it goes by very quickly as I watched a couple seasons, it's very sweet. It means well, and it's doing well. But it's not like it's not like super revolutionary. It's just comfortable. Right, right. So, you know, aside of all that, I've also I looked, um, you know, because you brought this up. There's tons of streaming services, you know, and we're getting little blips here and there. I got really excited when it said we had like Showtime and Epics for free. And I keep cruising them to see new movies and there's really nothing new on them. So I'm either, right. I'm either looking at all the wrong time um, or there's really nothing on them. But one thing I noticed that I was going to bring up real quick, because it does relate to Onward and it isn't, it isn't the segue to it, but and maybe we'll talk about this anyway, about like the danger movie theaters are in. But I'm seeing a few, I'm seeing a few new movies released direct to TV. And right. I, I made a quick note of this last night because I actually had a friend of mine that was asking me if we had done Bloodshot. He's a big comic book fan, and he wanted to know if we'd covered right, right. it. Yet. And, I just, and I just said, no, you know, the theaters are all shut down. It's not like um, it's not like the studios during Oscar season are sending out screeners. Right. Although, right. although right. you know, although, man, wouldn't wouldn't that make sense for them in some way to be pushing screeners to everybody to get it, more buzz for stuff? It would. 
especially because you know there are not uh, a- as much as the theaters are closed for everybody else. They're also closed for like having press screenings of movies. Yeah, I mean, because like, uh, no- normally there would be you know special showings for critics all over whatever. Right. And, yeah. and now there aren't. <laughs> so. I get they can't load you into Tribeca, you know, because you'd be you'd be you know elbow to elbow with people that are you know not only just because New right. York is a hotbed, but you know I, I get that. But I'm always thinking there should be something for the Critics Association and for people like you know us by proxy that maybe we could be seeing things. But that's a, that's a small segue. He showed me that um, Bloodshot, along with like a handful of other films, Onward is one of them is like on my TV and I looked and he was right. Like I could watch onward at home today and right. depend, depending on the service that I chose, the price was between $6 and $20. Okay. Right. And okay. So I started looking uh, birds of prey, which we saw is available for 20 bucks. No, there's no gradient there. It's only 20 bloodshot is 20. The hunt is 20. Uh, the, the Invisible Man is 20, Emma is 20, The Way Back, you know, Ben Affleck's new film. It's all 20 bucks. And I started right. thinking, I started thinking, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier, like, if this is the way the world progresses, and this is how movies are going to have to adapt in some way, which I, I hope not, I, I still love going to the theater, no matter what, then I think the movie industry has to wake up a little bit and not think that $20 a film from the comfort of your own home is the way to go. Even though I understand the boardroom decision there, which is, well, we can't give our product away for free and they'll probably have six people in there watching. This is what I mean when I said to you, I think they have to accept some level of loss. You know, right. I think if these movies, if, if the way back was like six bucks, I probably would have watched it because I would spend six to eight bucks to see it in the theater. Right. But if it's 20 bucks, I'm not going to watch that because I don't live in Manhattan. I'm I'm a bit spoiled in the rural neighborhoods that I've lived in where movies don't actually <laughs> right. see 10 bucks. And I think this is a weird transition for them. But still, you know, I, I noticed Onward was there and I kind of liked the fact that if you had it on and I don't remember what service it was, but they were it was like apple tv it was like amazon voodoo right uh, right dango stuff like that one of them was six bucks and i thought they're the smart ones this is this is the way to go if you're going to do that so well and you know the thing is uh, like i could understand onward onward right now if you have disney plus is uh free came out on friday right wow that's Uh, cool i didn't know that so if you're if you're paying so it's not free because you have to pay for disney plus but if you're paying for that service then it's free um, but I could see something like Onward, and it's hard to say what uh, studios are going to do anyway, because this is all like, uh, you know, this is as brand new as craziness can be, right? So right. it's all just, uh, it's all just they threw a dart at the board and they're going, maybe this will work. And e- <laughs> either, yeah. either, a bu- either a bunch of people will show up or they won't. And so then they'll probably adjust and stuff. Like it's it's really weird because you kind of you have to sort of think backwards almost um, because you know if onward costs twenty bucks and I hadn't yeah. seen it well then I would pay for that right because it everyone in my family will watch it it would cost more than that for us all to go to the theater and buy tickets right but if it's like bloodshot right I'm the only one watching it I can't invite my friends over right, <laughs> right to right. 
I'm supposed to be staying away from other people. That's the whole point of you offering it to me in my home. Right. So I can't, exactly. uh, so I, I can't like invite a couple people over and go, okay, we'll, we'll all split it or whatever. Right. So it's weird. Like the family movies, I'm like, eh, I mean, I'll pay that because that's actually cheaper. But if it's something where I'm the only person who's watching it in my house, then yeah. I'm the only person watching it. And then it's, and then yeah. it's 20 bucks. That's a, that's so, actually, uh, that's a super funny point where you're like, look, I'm home because of this. Like, what are you doing? We don't have like a watch party going on. Right. Right. Or, you know, if there were even some way, like, you know, the coolest thing uh, right now, uh, well, for me, I mean, the coolest thing right now in terms of uh, this whole, uh, this whole thing is like the, uh, you know, the Netflix, like watch party app thing, whatever. Oh, God. Where, uh, <laughs> it's uh I'm it's so like out of a, a loop. Y- you're totally out of, out of <laughs> oh man i really am uh tell me what is this uh well it's so it's like a thing you have uh you know i i think it's like a chrome extension as well like you can just uh have it on chrome but okay. i also think I, I think it's also an app i don't know but um you so you just have this thing going and you, you know, sign into Netflix or whatever, and you like put your friends on this thing. And basically what, what it does, it, it just makes like a room where people are watching Netflix at the same time. And then there's like the little chat box so that you can be like talking to each other and everything oh as God. you're having your watch party. Dude, this is like, this is like so easy. Everything in the world seems to be, at least on my, on my end of the internet. Lately. I changed like, your life right now. You did. You just blew my mind, Mark. Like everybody's <laughs> doing these, everybody's doing these Zoom things, you know, yeah. and I get it. I, I tried it. It, it. it is actually very nice if you're going to check in with family or somebody that, you know, is kind of, you know, hold up in their house. I, you know, I talked about this as like an interesting way to do it. I didn't realize this was like an official thing. I just looked it up. You know, the best part of the way we're doing the podcast right now is I can distract myself with everything on the computer. Um, I had well, no right. idea, man. This blew, this blew my mind. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. And the funny thing about it is that um, this is great. I, I, I like kind of you know, piggybacking off of this idea, our bunch of studios are trying to figure out doing their own uh, same thing, right? Like there have yeah. already been, there have already been. I think there's one for the way back, um, wow, where no where they they had like this thing. Uh, once it became available to you know rent it for twenty bucks, where it's like rent it for twenty bucks, and then like you know the stars will watch it at this particular time and so you, you can oh, talk man, with people during the movie and stuff so they're they're like trying to kind of capitalize on uh we're in trouble we have to do something wow. so let's try and think up stuff so That's i expect genius. i expect that as this whole thing goes on right like um you know yeah. like i told you I, I think yesterday if this goes on too long right yeah there right. may be no coming back yeah, uh, that what will happen if this it like just as a, you know, worst case scenario or something like imagine that, you know, theaters don't open for like right. six months or something. Right. Yeah. By the by the time all the movie studios have spent six months trying to figure out ways to get people to spend money. Right. Yeah. 
then by the time it's six months from now, people are going to go, eh, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I right. want to just stick with this thing where I rented at home and chat with my right. friends while I'm watching it or whatever the heck happens. Yeah. Like if it, if it's, if it goes on too long there the, at, at best there will be less theaters, right? Because there, yeah. there will be a lot of, there will be a lot of people who are going, no, I, I want, <laughs> I want my other way that you gave me now. And, yeah. and plus the problem is, uh, this is like at the worst time ever, uh, for movies, Mm-hmm. because we're kind of we're, we're kind of like moving towards that anyway now yeah, it's right. almost like we've just been forced to move faster now you're going to try and go back and like you know we were already trying to save movie theaters <laughs> now right. we have to now we have to try and figure out like not even just saving them but like you know reincarnating them that's going to be yeah. a tricky thing you're not wrong. I mean, this is exactly this is like a slow march forward, and it, it's no surprise that you know people have long been talking about how movie theaters have been in a lot of trouble, and you know I I, I guess you know I I do believe it, but also you see sometimes like the box office return for a year, and it's like when you hear music industry people talk about how MP3s are killing us and you're like, yeah, except you got record profits the last seven of nine years. Like I, I right, get it. Right. But I also think you're, you're hundred percent right. When you said this to me the other day, like this could be accidentally <laughs> falling and breaking your hip. You know, this could be this sudden right. strange death knell that was just like the ban appeal out of nowhere. And then like, you know, maybe nobody wants to go back or maybe, maybe when, things get back to normal, whatever normal is going to be. People do go back, but it's a niche thing. You know, I said to you the other day, I certainly hope going to the movie theater like we used to do two months ago isn't like going to a drive-in theater now, you know, where it's just this niche thing and you're like, oh, you're going to the movies. What a, what a Cro-Magnon. You know, I mean, I'm going to sit at home (laughs) in my Netflix. I'm going to sit at home in my watch party. You know, and I'm like, watch party? What the hell's that? You know, I'm the guy that's like, I'm going to the movies. So... Anyway, right. uh, you know, that's, I, I you know, that's the, the other side of it too, which is weird is that, you know, since you like mentioned Netflix and we were talking about the Netflix watch party and stuff, you got places yeah. like Netflix, Amazon, Apple that are coming out with their direct to their streaming service movies that are yeah. going to be spending that they're going to be spending the next few months, you know, making sure that people are in love with this idea. because they're on you know they're on the other side of it next netflix is in the fight to not want to have to screen their movies to you know count for like awards and to be in con and things like that and uh and now they're just going to be going well look (laughs) we were trying to tell you how great this is now you can now you're forced to uh experience it so I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Uh, it's gonna be very well, weird, and yeah, I, I imagine that uh, going forward, things are just going to be different. And plus, I keep seeing on Twitter that AMC is, uh, I, I don't know, they've got like their band of lawyers trying to figure out how filing bankruptcy won't mean that they don't exist anymore and all this stuff. So. Uh, it's like it's moving fast too it's like crazy but it's also it's you know things are happening fast like nobody 
shows up to your business at all for a certain amount of time <laughs> that cha- that changes things like right now right yeah that's definitely a metric i mean you know look i i, I know you're with me in both an adaptable kind of way like if if this is things that are adapting we'll we'll change with it we love movies we're going to keep watching them part of me wants it to just to, I, you know Part of me just wants it to get shaken up a bit. I don't necessarily want people to lose their jobs or their mortgages or their health care. I don't want anyone to get scared or sick or, you know, but I would like the idea of maybe the old guard isn't necessarily the best guard and we can do better. And maybe something strange shows us there were other alternatives, but I just, I'll miss just going to the theater, you know, with or without you, we've, yeah, been yeah. Doing this, we've been doing this for almost a decade. And strangely, I've seen more movies with you than I think I've seen with any other human being on the planet at this point. But, but you know, still there's something to be said for when we're doing um, the end of the year stuff and we've got screeners left and right. Like there is very little that compares with me making my own popcorn or having some pizza right, right. or whatever and watching it, you know, in my comfortable pajamas with a great blanket. You know, I just, I, you know, there's nothing that, like right. watching it from home. But still, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, it's it's two months in, and if you have no business versus absolutely no business, I think that makes a lot of people nervous. So, right, it is right. I I I predict. I mean, who knows what'll happen? But uh, the more that this uh, keeps going on, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of theaters that exist right now that are not going to reopen. Yeah, and. And the theater experience, um, I think we might get like a shift to, uh, you know, like in Europe where they have these like small weird theaters that are like these niche awesome things where it's, you know, it's like a bunch of couches and you can only fit like 40 people in it anyway. (laughs) And, you know, stuff like that, like, like they're very weird, like littler things and they, you know, they they can sustain themselves a lot more uh, just with, you know, selling popcorn or whatever it is. They, you know, they, they sell drinks and other things and whatever. Um, And they're, and they're just, uh, you know, it's going to be like a smaller, I I don't know, some, some different kind of thing I think is going to come out the other end of theaters uh, as you know, if this, if this keeps going too much longer. So, right. Right. I mean, it's not like this isn't the forecast forever, but it definitely is easy because we don't run a studio, you know, but Hey, maybe this is, maybe this is the opportunity for you and I to finally open our own movie theater. There'll be a lot of real estate, you know, at some point. Well, and and, you know, the thing that's, the thing that's weird too, is that as much as, uh, you know, as much as the studios are trying, are kind of like rebelling and the, you know, the studios don't like the streaming model and the, the traditional yeah. studios are mad at Netflix and all this stuff. Right. But, uh, at, at somehow it, it works, right? I mean, Netflix yeah. is making movies with big stars that cost a lot right. of money to make and they're not charging yeah. you anything. So there right. must be some way to make it work if you do charge yeah. people something, right? I mean, right. right. Yeah. That, like, maybe, like they they got the they got the Irishman, right? And it's Martin yeah, Scorsese. Right. It's it's huge names, and not only that, but you know they they do the whole thing, right? They they're putting all yeah. kinds of money into it, and nobody paid them to watch it at all. So there must right. be some way right. to make money at it. Right. So yeah, man. I, I don't know. People are going to have to come up with something else, I guess, but 
I, anyway. This is on the same topic. I know you want to change it. I know this is on the same topic, and we're gonna. But the only other thing I was gonna throw in is the only other strange side effect to the coronavirus, you know, getting in our way, and, and I mean only in a selfish way is we would have already seen the new James Bond movie. You know, it really sucks. Yeah, that all yeah. of us, there were a bunch of films. The release dates for things have been pushed so far, and you see these stories. Like I saw one that said Sony's in danger of losing like. 50 to 60 million dollars just because the new James Bond film is pushed until Thanksgiving. And there's right. a deep dive on that, but I'm like, my heart goes out to him. That, that sucks. But still, I wish I could have seen it last week because it was supposed to be out by now, you know? So right. in a very selfish pity me kind of way, think of all the great stuff that we could have been seeing right now. And now we're like, you know, thanks coronavirus. Right. And it's also, it's very strange. Uh, I mean, we're already talking about what studios are doing or trying to do or whatever. Um, but it is very strange to see like some studios going, well, all right, fine. We'll release that. And you have to pay 20 bucks and you know, whatever, we'll turn it into the home thing. And then it's like the alternate theory is we'll make it come out like in six months. Yeah. And like what happens in between? Like there's either, yeah. either movies, th there are a few movies that come out and like, you know, like week after week, I'm sure we'll see a lot more stuff happening, but either a movie comes out and you can rent it for 20 bucks or it doesn't come out till the end of the year. Like, and then yeah. what? like we've already, and, like, <laughs> and they're, yeah. and they're pushing stuff back like ahead of time too. Right. Like there's movies that were supposed to come out in June that now don't come out until November. Right. And then what happens when we, what happens if they, uh, you know, open everything back up in June or July or yeah. whatever they're, th the movies still aren't there. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah. then what? Not, yeah, I, don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's all it's all craziness. But uh, before we like jump into onward, I did want to say because um, I was trying to figure out other things, and you know how you were talking about what you were watching, uh, and hopefully mo some of those things are at least new shows, and you're not just turning on HGTV and watching four year old shows. But uh, we have been like in this same like weird. Uh, boat that you were talking about like with big mouth right where yeah it, it it's like nobody wants to watch new things very much right we're watching yeah. like, old 80 movies <laughs> right. i'm watching i'm watching like star trek the next generation because cbs all access has like a free yeah 30 days or yeah. whatever I'm like going through all the 30 days things. Like you said, like uh, acorn, which does like a lot of British shows and uh, Australian shows and stuff like that. Uh, they have like a 30 day trial. I mean, I have that anyway, but they have a 30 day trial now, but, um, but I'm like looking at CBS all access and I'm going, man, look, there's yeah. all these old shows you can watch. And like, uh, yeah. There's there's one like Tubi TV which I heard of but was not real familiar with. But I started looking through. They got like shows from like the 70s and stuff, and it's wow. like a weird. It's like a weird. You're That's trapped awesome. inside thing, where I'm kind of like I don't know. I don't want to watch like a new thing right now, or I don't. I want to watch like the thing I've already seen four times that uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I already I already know that I like it and all this stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but I did see uh, one thing that it's not even like that new at this point, but it's uh, Star Girl, which is on uh, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. How was that? And it's, uh, you know, it's Grace Vanderwall. And it's it's actually uh, kind of amusing in, a, in its own way to watch uh, just because. You know, Grace Vanderwall is so Star Girl anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, my daughter really likes the book. And uh, it's it's kind of an interesting. Like, do you know the story? Uh, do you know the book? Or? No, very vaguely. So it's it's like the about this girl who was homeschooled until she gets to high school. And her name is Star Girl, right? Okay. Because, because she's homeschooled. Uh, like by her, you know, odd mom, <laughs> or at least right. fairly odd mom. Uh, and at some point, she decided that, uh, like, Stargirl decided that she wanted her name to be Stargirl. So she just said, she just woke up one day and said, my name's Stargirl. <laughs> and, and, you know, stuck with it, right? And uh, she, you know, she, dress, she dresses very unusually, makes her own clothes a lot and stuff. And she just... It's like non-conformity, the story, but like, you know, to the nth degree, like it's yeah, uh, virtually all stories that take place in high school are about, you know, like non-conformists or somehow, right? right? Uh, But this one is just, you know, way more, right? (laughs) And she, she just like does all these socially unacceptable things. And it just like works for her. Right. And, uh, but Grace Vanderwall herself is so like that. Right. Like she, right. It's like the thing could have been written for her to play. Right. Because she is very much like that herself. So it's interesting story, but um, you know, it's not, it's not great, but I would like really recommend it. I'd probably give it like seven, you know, seven out of 10. It, it, that's pretty by good. the time it was over, it, by the time it was over, it felt kind of perfectly seven, you know, but it's, uh, it's, it's very much for its demographic, you know, it's, it, um, it y- you can still like, appreciate it if you, you're too old for it, but it's not, yeah, you, you know, it's not really aiming for you. So right, it's, right. um, you know, it's like for high school age or around there or something, I think people will really like it. And it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of cool kind of, you know, quirky things that happen that you don't see all the time, you know I mean? Because it's, because it's very strange. It's, (laughs) it's about this girl who's very strange. And, uh, and and I don't know, the book's been out for a long time and it's super popular. So I don't think I'm going to spoil anything. Um, but the book, uh, the book and the movie like end when she just kind of leaves and you know it's the story of like the guy really who yeah you know gets gets to know her and then at at some point in high school like she just leaves and then no one knows what happened to her uh, or where she went or whatever like they just moved and she was gone and it's like uh you know everybody has i mean everybody probably doesn't but everybody has like you know the person you went to high school with that like you know sophomore year they moved you never yeah. heard from them again and that's that's just not how high school works right you don't necessarily keep in touch with people or whatever so they're just like yeah. this person you remember from high school right 
and you go, oh yeah, that person from high school, except that in this case, it's like, you know, the weirdest person ever is the person in high school that you remember. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know, but it was, uh, it was, it, it was really pretty good. It's just that it's, uh, it's, it's almost uh, in, in a weird way. It's like very uh, Disney channel, you know, yeah, as right. opposed to, as opposed to like really a Disney movie, it feels a little bit more like a Disney channel movie. So it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's like yeah, really trying yeah. to, it's, it's really trying to hit that demographic and it yeah. does. And so then it's, it's overall, it's just not maybe what it could have been, but it's still really good. So. I still, I still remember the cover of the book, uh, seeing it, you know, I think it came out like, you know, it came out years ago anyway, but I also, the only thing that reminded me as soon as you started telling me about it, I remember somebody taking a swipe just because I think they were looking to, uh, they took a swipe at Ladybird, saying that it was clearly like star girlish. And I guess in the, in the aspect of, you know, in Saoirse mm. Ronan, when she says, you know, star girl is her name. Because she gave it to herself, you know, she wants to be called Lady Bird from right, right. And I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe Greta did, maybe Greta read Star Girl or heard about it, and was like, <laughs> yeah. that's a great idea. Right. Maybe this is something all girls go through. I, I don't know, you know, but, but right. anyway, you know, it, that sounds, that sounds interesting. You know, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty interesting, and uh, it's it, you know, it's fun to watch uh, just for Grace Vanderwall. Like, you know, she's not. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think she's uh, on her way to like a huge acting career, but she was good in this. I mean, she was. Uh, yeah, she yeah, knew. Cool. She knew how. It, it, it was kind of funny because you're watching the movie, and it's like it's clear that she knows how to act in response to people kind of looking at you like you're weird because yeah, she is. And so she knows how to, she knows what that feels like. Right. And so she knows how right. to be that person. And, and yeah. she knows how to be the person who also doesn't really care if people think you're weird. So like right. she fit into the role pretty well. So. Well, you said, you said something at the beginning that is, it reminded me of when Disney plus first went live last year. And so many people, it was funny. Most people, we're talking about the Mandalorian and that was the big selling point. But every single right. person that I asked or that I came across that had signed up for it and was enjoying it. I was like, Oh, what do you think of the Mandalorian? And nobody had watched it yet. Everybody was diving into <laughs> all these old Disney things. And there's something, there, oh, yeah, yeah. especially, especially now because the psychology there, not, not for you guys, but for most everybody, instead of trying something new, you want something comfortable. So you're going to watch all these right. old things. Like if you can find Seinfeld on, you know, on one of these streaming services or whatever, you know, MASH or whatever makes you feel comfortable about a time when you felt more secure or the world felt more normal, you're going to skip new shows. Right. You're going to rewatch the West Wing or whatever, the, whatever you're into. It just, that makes perfect sense. But also, like you said, you know, we're not, all the shows we're watching for me are brand new. I don't know when they're out. Like I, we, we're not watching that. <laughs> right. House, right. But we, but we are watching some house flipping show that is brand new to me, but for all I know is like six years old, you know? So again, right. the uh, hell if I know, but at least when I watch it, I don't really know. Like, are these people still together? Are these the people that divorced last year? Or, you know, is this Kate plus eight or, you know, Tom minus two or I don't right. know, you know? So anyway, right. 
Actually, speaking um, of that, since uh, uh, I don't know, we're tr- trying to avoid onward because it's too old. But speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of that, uh, y- you know, like watching those old shows and like HGTV and stuff, it is yeah. interesting. Like uh, every even you know the movies are having their own you know crisis, right? Um, but even uh, TV in in many ways is like trying to take advantage. And, you know, like yeah. I, all these streaming services now have 30 days versus seven, um, yeah. but not in a bad way of taking advantage. Um, but they're just kind of uh, trying to play for here's where we are now. Right. Uh, and like I just got an email yesterday that apparently uh, I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. might have been two days ago, but uh, Sony launched like a new YouTube channel that is wow. uh, all that is all like kids stuff and so it's like uh I, you know i don't even know it's like and, and it's not necessarily just movie like related but it's stuff that somehow ties in but it's like you know there's learning stuff going on there's like sciencey yeah. things that are somehow connected to a movie or you know somebody from some movie or, <laughs> or show is like reading a story or something but it's like yeah. everybody is like trying to do something uh with what's going on and i even uh saw i think there was something it's you know it's like hgtv but it might not be them uh where right. they are uh they're having a bunch of like the stars of their show like you know i don't like live live stream while the show is on or like be in a yeah. chat room while the show like everyone is just trying to like capitalize in any way they can from the fact that everyone has to just be stuck at home watching stuff always so. right right i i'm not laughing at anything you said but i was paying attention i just realized the one thing i was going to tell you you know and just tell the audience to whom i was listening even though i know no one cares like just talking about comfort shows and what you go to i, I just realized there was another show i started watching and i started cracking up because it was something you said that made me think of it boy isn't my comfort like basically just crude animated stuff Okay, so outside of watching Big Mouth, I actually I stumbled on this uh, this kind of old show that used to be on Adult Swim. Did you ever see Mary Shelley's Frankenhole? No, no. It's a, it's a stop motion animated show that's basically about you know monsters. You know Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman. It's but it's on Adult Swim, so it's terribly crude and violent. And it's hilarious, but I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking I started watching it because I was looking for something and there was some reference to Cthulhu and Dracula. And I thought, wait a minute, these don't usually overlap. And I started watching it and I'm like, God, this is just so stupidly fun. (laughs) And again, again, clearly my comfort of choice for television is some form of animation and something crude, you know? So that's that's where I'm at. So anyway... (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, but it is uh, interesting to see that like now all the networks, whether they're streaming or not, you know, they're all trying to get something. They're all yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's it it's it's funny in one way, right? Like, uh, so it, it's kind of a crisis for movies because they don't know how they're going to make money when theaters aren't open and they're scrambling, right? But it's yeah. it's like another kind of crisis for TV and streaming services where. You know, it's like uh, 
it's like the opposite problem. It's like, what if 10 times too many people showed up to your movie theater every time you tried to show something <laughs> like every, everyone's at home. You've, yeah. you've got more audience uh, than you know what to do with like, but now you have to make sure you get some of those people. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's trying something. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it, it's a mad world. All and, right. Um, and they're, they're all doing they're ahead. all doing weird things too. Well, this is just they're all doing things. I got so excited when uh, I looked for two things because there's two shows I was mostly curious on. I was hoping Apple TV was going to give away a free trial period because I'm I'm kind of strangely nostalgic and curious about the new amazing stories. I always loved that oh, yeah. show when it was on um, NBC. I loved Spielberg's executive producing some of them, and Apple's not budged. They're like, no, to, to hell with you. You got to pay. Um, right. And then, like the next day, I noticed HBO, you know, was like, "Hey, we're going to give you uh, some free content." And I got psyched because there's a ton of stuff on HBO I want to see, and none of it right. was available. Like they're giving, and, and this is not a slight against <laughs> HBO because you look at the list and they're giving away like 25 films and 30, you know, TV series, but none of them are what I want to watch. So I'm, I'm right. like kicking HBO in the dirt, you know. But still, if if it's all or nothing, I would rather have it be all. But this pick and choose kind of thing is very interesting because it's just frustrating. But anyway, right. sorry. Uh, right. And there's uh, there's also, uh, you know, just like equal airtime, like Showtime and uh, Cinemax, I think, have both done this thing where they've got like the first episode of like all of their shows is free. Oh, and I mean, they're just yeah. everybody is everybody's trying to, you know, come up with something. That's a riot. And I love it. Pull people in. But yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, enough of the um, <laughs> babbling about <laughs> yeah. our social distance thing. Right. So, uh, so uh, it is. And now, as soon as I say that, I think of something else I was going to say. It, it, it right. is funny. Bec- it, it is funny because, like you were saying, like you know, you try to find mash or do whatever, but you you know, people are watching like these comfort things. Like I find myself now, it's the it, it's the craziest thing, right? Because. Uh, there's all kinds of new shows are coming out. Right. And uh, yeah. even like some new shows are getting like pushed up to come out sooner and stuff. So there's all kinds of new shows everywhere coming out. And I am uh, just in my life in general, like constantly like getting backed up. Right. Where, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to watch the show so I can review it like a week before it comes out or depending on if they have it embargoed, you know, like whenever I can review it before it comes out and everything. Right. Yeah. Well, now I have all, now I have all the time in the world (laughs) and I could watch everything, you know, way in advance. Uh, And I just, I just find myself not doing it. Like I still just wait until like the last second, (laughs) the last second that I have to do it. There's um, you know, there's a, there's a new show coming out. Um, and so we'll plug that a little bit. Uh, it's called Hollywood and it's uh, it's a Ryan Murphy show and somebody yeah. else, Ian, some Ian, somebody is like, uh, it's a Ryan Murphy collaboration kind of thing, but it's about yeah. Hollywood, like right after world war two. Right. And uh, the, it, you know, these actors trying to get in the industry and, you know, all the powerful big players and whatever, craziness yeah. right yeah and uh it comes out it comes out on like may 1st right yep. and uh and it's funny because i was kind of looking forward to it even though i'm not a huge ryan murphy fan 
Um, right. But it looked like it was uh, doing in- interesting things with like the period aspect of, uh, you know, kind of the golden age of Hollywood thing. Uh, and it looked really interesting. Right. And yeah. uh, but now it doesn't come out for weeks. And and like I could watch it right now. And I actually interested to and I just keep going. <laughs> eh. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Now I'm like That's a riot. Now I'm like sitting here going, I got a couple weeks. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Right. Like it's just I don't know, it's just it's such a weird uh headspace right now for <laughs> for everyone, but but like all the weird ways that it comes into play, I'm like, I got time. <laughs> even yeah, though, that's a, that's even a though like I want to watch it, right? Anyway. That's awesome. All right. It's, it's good to know uh, that I'm not the only one. So yeah, it is. Okay, uh, we got to at least uh, sort of cover onward before we right. run out of time and go on forever. Uh, okay, so uh, Pixar movie, um, you know, it, reasons. <laughs> reasons. Uh, all right, so Pixar movie, and it is, uh, in some sense, this is a movie that uh, I I should give this movie like a 12 uh, just like on paper, right? Right. Like it's right. about it's about this fantasy world, and it's really cool and magic, and uh, but it's the world as it has gone beyond. Basically, it's right. like it, it's gone past magic. Um, and apart from the fact, right, that there are elves and uh, fairies and manticores and different species yeah. and everything. Apart from that, right, this could be a a movie that was almost not fantasy, right? Right. (laughs) Because it could just just be like, look, if you go back long enough ago, people really did have magic and you just don't know now. And you could make a movie that was like a live action movie that wasn't even that weird, right? Except for all the creatures and and fantasy races and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so it's, it's the uh, animated adventure in that world where uh, these uh, brothers, their father died when they were young yep. and, and they find his, it's like, uh, I can't remember now. It's like 16th birthday or something. It's like somebody's birthday. So. Yeah. And now they are old enough that, you know, your father left this for you to whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway. And, uh, so they have to go on this adventure to cast this spell. That's going to make their dad come back for a day and then they get to see him and, you know, whatever. And, but they have to go on this, you know, epic quest to find the flugel binder or whatever. And, uh, and hilarity (laughs) ensues on this quest. Right. (laughs) Right. And and it's like a post quest world, right? Although yeah. it's very weird because there's there's something like super odd going on with like time in uh, in the overall presentation of this movie, right? Right. Because uh, it because it it makes you think that you know this whole magic business was like eons ago, right? Like yeah. that was forever ago, and now we've got electricity. And everybody lives in houses and dragons are like little pets and everything is like kind of a very normal world of cars and, and whatever. Right. And uh, yeah. fairies forgot that they could fly. Right. But then you've also got like the manticore 
used to be in this like whole adventurer role, right? Like, right. So do manticores just live forever or like <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell what that time frame is happening. Right. Because she has the, you know, she owns the legendary, you know, whatever place where I don't know, quests happened or something. Um, right. And now it's, we're forward in time to where it's just like a theme restaurant and, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so the time is like uh, an odd thing that they're trying to say about what time has passed in this movie. I don't know. Right. right. Uh, anyway, but uh, that's your uh, general thing is just uh, we're on a quest. Hilarity ensues. Uh, <laughs> right. Like all like, like all quests, we end up right back where we started and, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. And uh, there are fairies. There are fairies and they're funny because they're bikers, but they're tiny, uh, you know, whatever. Um, right. So, uh, just to uh, throw out our, you know, ratings, I, you know, I gave this one like uh, seven, and I feel like it was pretty lucky to get it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I I didn't really love the movie wow. at all. Uh, yeah. There were parts that were good, like there were parts of the movie that were really good. And then if you take just the bare plot, right, without right. any of kind of the goofy quest steps or all of the reasons that we have to drive the car to the gas station and all that, you know, stuff yeah, going on right. along the way of the quest, right? If you yeah. just take the plot and you've got the dad and he's coming back and it's a quest and now we have to think about what we remember about our dad who's been gone for a long time. And then yeah. ultimately we, we get like this whole, you know, the brother story going on and stuff. I really love that plot. Uh, yeah. I, I think the, the plot of the movie is great. I'm not so sure about the kind of Jerry Lewis, you know, we've only got the bottom half of dad and we build a little sweater fort body out of <laughs> on top of him yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, there could maybe be some other way that like things went wrong other than just dragging these legs around and everything. Um, but you know, the, the, the general idea of the quest I really loved, but especially for a Pixar movie, right? There was nothing happening in the movie that I was like real engaged with, like at any yeah at like any point. Um, and it, and it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a little like, it's still, it's still fun. And it's, you know, it still has some laughs to it and it still has, uh, you know, some of the distractions are kind of cool and clever and it's, you know, a fun time. It's not like awful. Like I'm, you know, going to give it like a two or something. It was still a fun yeah. ride, but I, I think it's like, especially for a Pixar movie, I was just so disappointed in, in how unengaged I was. I mean, it's Pixar. Yeah. Like wow. <laughs> I love Pixar movies. Right. Uh, I, right. I think, um, but you know, most of the, most of the decent gags were actually in trailers at one point or another. So uh, the, the kind of funny, funniest bits of it you already saw i don't know and yeah. uh and you know the whole brother thing ended up being like just 
for me, like overly reminiscent of the Goldbergs. You know, it was just like the yeah. It was yeah. like the the two brothers at the Goldbergs go on an adventure, and I'm like, yeah, that makes wait sense. a minute. Um, I I don't know, but it just it just didn't uh it just didn't grab me. And then you know, mom comes to the rescue, and then but does she really? And uh, you know, I don't it, I don't know. It was all. And then, and then it all comes, uh, you know, the more, the closer the the movie got to the end, it became very like polarizing, uh, just in what I was seeing, because on the one hand it was getting to the end of the plot, which is good. On the other hand, it seemed like it was getting worse and worse in how it was getting there. You know, it was just, cause now it was just, it seemed like it was just going, I don't know, take them back to the beginning or, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. It just, I don't know. It, it didn't wow me. And I think really Pixar has set their own bar so high that, you know, to not be loving it is like, what's happening, right? <laughs> like, it's just, it's yeah. so disappointing. Man. So I mean, anyway, just, I, I gave it a seven. You're at a seven. That's, it's proof. We, I think we've said this a couple different times about a couple of different things, but often it's about Pixar. You know, Pixar has over the last couple decades really established a brand. And that brand is, you're not going to feel less than an eight when you see this because we're fucking, you know, we're Pixar and we're going right, to figure right. this out. You know, and we're going to, we've already know, we already know, like you mentioned, I've never forgotten this. Um, even though I've never seen it, but once Brave came out on DVD, you talked about one of these extras that are on the on the disc, and right. they basically talk about the Pixar formula, you know. And and there's a little bit of elasticity there, but really it follows. And not that not that storytelling is any different. You have you know you have characters, introductions, you know, conflict, climax, resolution. I'm not talking about reinventing the wheel, but you described on one of our shows this really interesting doc. Uh, documentary on Pixar and it was really kind of engaging and when you see the pattern that Pixar follows it's almost astounding how many like A or B plus films they make from it because it's so predictable right Right, so in this in this regard Pixar if you if you tell me it's a Pixar film and I don't care who's doing it I automatically assume it starts at like eight when it falters right. at all, it feels a little bit more strangely disappointing because you're like, wait a minute, you guys, not only do you observe the golden rule, you guys made the golden rule. How can you mess this up? Onward <laughs> is one of right. those things. Onward is one of those movies that on paper, I agree with you 100%. I would have given them all my money because it sounds awesome. And right. though it is though it is peppered with moments that absolutely resuscitate the movie for me i liked it less than you but not much less i'm gonna give the film overall a six but as a pixar movie it gets like a four which is which is weird i'm staying on six but like there's there's so much stuff here that's amazing i i loved when i say i loved the beginning i really only mean the first like and i mean loved i mean the first 90 or 120 seconds when they're establishing the world <laughs> of fairies and creatures. And there's an incredibly awesome metaphor there because they talk about how they stopped using magic because technology made it easier. Why, why right, use Ed. fire? You know, why do this when you can just like use this, uh, you know, candle wick maker thing, you know, just like use what we use. So they abandon magic for convenience and they get lazy and they get distracted 
And the beauty of magic, which is in all of these creatures to some level, is leaving because they're just going for what's convenient. And, and I think right. that's an awesome way to start a story because it also creates world building. It establishes everybody, you know, it, typically everybody's motivation. You know, they're just going to go the easy way instead of the hard. And I was in love right. with that. And then it slowly put all these hurdles in front of it that were, like you said, distracting or at worst, just I wasn't engaged. And then as I kept falling out of like interest in the film, it would do something that I thought was just clever or smart or exciting again. Even though we'll disagree about the dad, I thought having just his legs, you know, and them having to communicate with him somehow and the way they get around that was bordering on like Pixar genius. I'm like, this is fantastic again. And then they just do all these weird things that, that on paper sound great. We got Tom Holland and he's being very Tom Hollandish because he's in this <laughs> Spider-Man, you know, age where he can be goofy and odd and awkward and we love him. And then you got Chris Pratt back in his familiar, you know, kind of parks and rec phase of just oafish and good natured, but a screw up. And they're going to do this quest and there's all these problems. And I'm like, God, that sounds great. Except when you do it. And it seems in the end, all of that rambling just feels like the guy who did the film, uh, Dan Scanlon, who I don't know at all. And when I look him up, I find out the last big thing he did was Monsters University. I have an aha moment where I remember feeling just about the same way about Monsters University that I did about this, which was, it's a great starting spot. You needed a seasoned executive to guide you through the choppiness of what you had to make it effective all the way through. Because I'll tell you this before, before I stop talking and I want to hear your reaction to it. I thought that everything that it worked towards to get to the emotional gut punch at the end of the film, everything that it did to get there was terribly ineffective most of the time. Every once in a while it worked, but most of the time it was terribly ineffective. If it had been effective, it would have had such an incredible gut punch because that moment of emotional payoff is worth it. It's very affecting. If it had built up properly, that would have left people in tears the way like the Toy Story films did. You know, this this is a moment that becomes so earned because I had to patch everything together but it would have been absolutely like, holy crap, you guys got to see Onward. This will make you cry. This is like old Jeller. But it didn't get right, it, and it right. sucks because it wanted it, and it was so close. And I'm a little mystified that it still got the emotional ringing in me because of the quick, you know, that awesome. I'm not going to ruin it because I think people still should see it. But there's a moment there at the end where the characters make a decision, and it's kind of shocking, and it's kind of wonderful, even though I wish it right. had been done differently all the way there. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So I completely agree. And we've said this uh, several times uh, in, in various movies and it feels like uh, more and more recently, but that could just be me, but uh, it's got this part at the end, right? It's got its payoff moment. And, and that moment really like, you know, when the, we were pitching this movie to you yeah. and we, and we had this thing you're like, oh, yeah. oh my God, right? Like on right. paper, yeah. like this should just kill you, right? <laughs> yeah. And it still, 
is a cool moment, right? But like you said, along yeah. the way of this movie, it didn't earn really getting where it needs to get to. And so it's just not the same. It's still there. It's not like yeah. it's, uh, you know, utterly hollow or anything like that. It's still there, but man, it should just destroy you, right? It's so, yeah. it's so good, actually, that, and it, it should be better. And I think possibly, um, you know, a lot of what happened, it has to do with like, you know, you said the, the beginning, the beginning is great where we have like this montage of what this world is. And we have like yeah, this, right. this, this, this little group of scenes that's telling you w- uh, what this world is and how it got to where it is. And this whole thing with magic and, you know, the person goes over and flip flicks the light switch and goes, Whoa, look how easy this is. Right. Yeah. And that right. is all, that's all great. Right. Except that the movie doesn't actually do anything with that. The, right. the movie is not, the movie is not really uh, like built around showcasing like where we are because of this, you know, determined to do things the easy way or, you know, whatever it is like the, the, and it, it, it almost had like a theory. It could have played with a little better when we have this whole thing, like Chris Pratt, uh, his character plays, you know, this D and D game (laughs) that's all based on reality. Yeah. Yeah. If we'd have, if we'd have done something more with that, right? Like there was some group. I mean, he's like the teenage, you know, sort of silly version of it. Um, but if there was someone who was trying to, uh, I, I don't know, uh, keep alive the memory of those times, other than just him whipping out some playing cards every once in a while or whatever. Right. But the movie, right. the movie is not really built on the you know the kind of thematic premise that it's giving you at the beginning but you know the the end could maybe get there it's it's sort of like somebody wrote like the bookends of this and then somebody else went i could do all this in the middle or something you know it's 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 really kind of it's really kind of an odd thing especially you know if you watch this movie again right Watching this movie again is a little bit like trying to rewatch Lost, right? Because you know yeah. everything that is going to happen. And then you watch the beginning of this movie again and you go, wait, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's right. not, that's not, that's not what's happening. I mean, sure, that's what's happening in the sense that we all live in these weird neighborhoods and we all drive cars and the centaur cop doesn't run because he drives in a car and, you know, whatever. And he yeah. goes, you know, he has some like little uh, goofy line about how, you know, he's not going to run because he has a car. But other than like <laughs> yeah. a couple, uh, other than like a couple of like really quick throwaway things, which, you know, I'm okay. I'm cool with that. I want a different car. If my centaur is going to yeah. not run, right, then he has to have like a centaur car because in the movie, right. he just like gets in his car. And I'm like, wait right. a minute, <laughs> like, where, where's the rest of him? And I want some explanation, right? <laughs> but yeah, right. That's a good, but point anyway, it's, they, yeah. It, yeah. If they would have built things around it more or something, you know, like as opposed to just going, uh, Hey, Pixies used to be able to fly and Pixies going, what? Nuh-uh. Like, 
there, but right. there's, but we don't have anything for it except for somebody says something about it once in a while. And it just doesn't, yeah. you know, I don't need a whole montage at the beginning of the movie for that. You could have skipped it and just done that and just said it every right. once in a while and we'd be in the same place. So in, in some I, way, I don't know. Really it montage. wasn't really building things. Yeah. I mean, I, in some way, I think that early montage actually was both creating the ghost in the machine and also excusing it, you know, saying like, look, we, we realized we could probably do these things, but if you understand that people are just lazy, well, then you'll understand why we do it this way. So don't question it. Just pay attention. You know, it's almost <laughs> right. like, it's like, it's, it's the, almost like it's just, the movie has like a meta story. It's talking about uh, itself yeah. as well. <laughs> like well, we like, did it this like way because we're lazy. It, it just, yeah, it just kind of feels in a small way like someone is applying to work at Pixar and this is their film <laughs> that you have to produce. And it's a great student film, but it's not Pixar yet because what you have right. are three Pixar moments, but you don't know how to, how to make this space work and come here and intern and we'll show you. But this shouldn't right. come out yet because it's not it yet. You know, that kind of thing. It definitely right. has promise. It, you know, but it's not you know, there. it does now. Now that you say that, uh, like that is like I think the perfect explanation of what this movie is. That it feels like this movie is like an entrance exam, and yeah, they give you the be- they they give you the beginning and the end, and, and they go yeah. make make right. the movie in the middle, <laughs> make, you're, make you're it all happen in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you're old enough to know when we were kids, you'd sometimes get these things where uh, like Marvel comics would say, learn to draw the Marvel way. And it would be half a page <laughs> of Spider-Man and he'd be fighting somebody yeah. and you had to draw the other half and it never looked right. as good because you suck. You know, that kind of thing. It just showed you why you're not ready. <laughs> but for anybody that was ready and could fill this in. This movie's you know, going to be a wad pretty soon. Yeah. It is, By the well, time we get to you know, talking, it's going to be worse than it is. It's, it's definitely got, you, you nailed it too when you said, look, I can make this movie in a boardroom by just telling you how it ends. If I tell you the emotional moment that this thing hits you, you're going to be like, here, here's 25 million, go make that. Because it's so amazingly right. effective. And there's no way anybody could turn that down, especially at Pixar. It's, it's really strange to have all the ingredients and still just to make like this cake and have it come out flat. And you're like, wait, I followed the instructions. And that's the problem. Right. You just followed the instructions. You know, that's not enough. It is enough for other people, but not Pixar. So, so sorry. But again, I feel like you're, you're very high on it with seven. And I feel like even I'm high on it for six without having like an off the rails moment. It's just, it's just, you put Pixar on a brand and I expect something. And when I don't get it, you know, you got me, I guess you fooled me. So right. that's where I'm at. And it, it's also, it's weird that it's uh, Pixar in just the sense that uh, it's kind of not that good. Right. But yeah. uh, in a different way, it's very different for me from Pixar because uh, you know, the whole thing of Pixar movies for me is that, you know, they don't waste time. Right. Like every scene is yeah. has like if people would make normal movies the way Pixar makes movies in terms of like <laughs> having a function for every scene, yeah. you know, like yeah. like really thinking about what work this scene is supposed to be doing and why we need yeah. it and all that stuff. 
yeah. which you can take the time to do when it takes you three years to make a movie, right? Um, but in <laughs> yeah. this in this movie, it just didn't seem like that, right? This movie right. seemed like you know it had filler, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, why? Yeah, you know, you you watch you watch some scene, and then maybe like 20 minutes later, you you kind of think back to that scene, and you go, well, wait, that was utterly right. disposable, actually, right? Like right, that didn't right, right. do anything. And then you're yeah. going, wow, this that's just not Pixar, right? Right, right. Uh, okay, so, um, but you know, I I do definitely have to recommend watching it because it is it is fun. It yeah. is a it, it is a fun time, and plus, especially um, you don't usually have to say this with Pixar movies because it usually doesn't matter. But you know, especially for younger people, right? Your your younger yeah. audiences are still going to really like it, and it still is fun. And I will say that you know I still do uh, like the characters, right? Like just watching it for yeah. uh, getting the characters out of it is still cool. So. You know, yeah. you still have to recommend it. And it's, you know, like I said at the beginning, seven is not two, even though, you know, you rate it kind of high and only say bad things about it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what the right. feeling people get, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, if, if we were like Metacritic critics, right, our right. number right. would always be wrong, right? <laughs> because right. what yeah. we say about it makes it sound way worse. Um, yeah. But especially since it's on Disney+, Plus. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I, I still recommend checking it out. It's just that, you know, 10 years from now right. on the total list of all Pixar movies, this is going to be like sadly low on, it will be low. <laughs> on this, on the scale of all Pixar movies. So this is like, this is like one of those things where you have the superlatives, if you had to, if I had to give you a list of Pixar films that have maybe the most emotional weight in a single moment, this is right up there. This is in the top four or five. Like this, this one single right. moment, if done properly, is devastating. But as a film, it can't exist only as superlatives. You know, it doesn't exist as the best cameo by Rodney Dangerfield. Like that kind of movie never makes <laughs> right. the top ten of anything. But, right. but yeah, I think, you know, we even had a message in the, uh, you know, in the chat asking if this was like something to rewatch or if it was just a one and done. And I think we both agree. Like, I think it's absolutely worth watching, even though it's got some weird difficulties, none of which make the film unbearable. It just makes it kind of alien. And one of the right. things like you, you, you hinted at earlier is Pixar just has such a long history of making films that look like they're for kids, but make the parents who sit there with their kids enjoy that too, because there's enough stuff going on. And this almost feels like it's, you know, almost like there should be a new division of Pixar, which is like Pixar G, you know, and it's only right, for kids. Right. Like you can, you can put this in front of a kid while you're doing whatever work or housework or whatever <laughs> you have to do. And you're not missing anything because it's not for you. It's really just for them. And the lessons they get will be impactful, but you're just going right. to be bored. So, well, anyway. Which also, and uh, and we got to get out of here pretty soon. We've already kind of gone over yeah. our time with all our uh, pandemic babbling, but um, right. it, it does actually put Pixar for me, it, you know, kind of weirdly in with, the general class of animated movies as opposed to in their own space. Right. 
Because yeah. if you if you look at like all the animated movies that come out, you know, like over a five year span or something, right? Most right. of them you watch them and maybe they're like a seven, but you forget about yeah. them, right? I mean, you don't you don't go right. watch them over and over again. You think about them later and you go, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Are you gonna watch it yeah. right now? No, but. You know, and this one somehow moves into that category, and it's a weird place for Pixar to find themselves, I think. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, we'll we'll get out of here now that we've actually covered the movie, <laughs> and sure. uh, yeah, we will see how it goes uh, with the pandemic. And everybody who's listening to us. Hopefully, at least you've got uh, something to do other than watch old right. HGTV shows for at least a little <laughs> while. And we will yeah. uh, we will theoretically be back next week, and uh, hopefully, we will have seen some stuff yeah. that uh, is is more interesting than uh, trying to find cameos on old Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> episodes. That's awesome. Which is what That's I've been great. doing with a lot of my time. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks. Yeah, bye.